Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a bank that is in the top 10 of banks nationwide, I'm not talking about assets or something like that, some self-serving measure. I'm talking about customer surveys that Forbes magazine has done. How you like that? Well, that's where Renaissance places top 10 of banks nationwide. And if you're looking for a bank like that, that's top 10 in customer service, well, this is the one for you. So I suggest to go to renaissancebank.com and find their local office and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Joe Moraz. Joe is a financial advisor with Raymond James. Joe, welcome. Thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Hey, I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for coming in. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you and how you're serving folks at Raymond James. Yeah. So like John said, I'm a financial advisor. I've been there for three years. Uh, my primary role is working with business owners in the succession planning process. So when they're going through that liquidity event of exiting their business, putting together a plan for them so that they don't have to worry about that. Terrific. Let's... Uh, Talk about your journey. Um, you grew up in Woodstock, right? I did. I did. Born and raised in Woodstock, Georgia. So I'm a local Atlantean of sorts. You're in. You're in the minority in Atlanta, right? I mean, there's not many people around here that grew up here. Uh, but uh, t- talk about how. I mean, you Woodstock has changed since you grew up. Oh yeah. I, so I was born there in the late '90s when mm-hmm. it was still kind of small town USA, and right. and since then. You know, that whole downtown area has been completely developed, um, all kinds of shopping centers popping up, you know, corporate businesses are coming in. So it's really been cool to see firsthand the growth there. And is that where you're based or t- talk, or you're in, you're here in Alpharetta? I'm here in Alpharetta, right okay. off Haynes Bridge and 400. Right. We'll, we'll get more to that in a second, but talk about your, um, uh, journey through college. You've got a special talent. <laughs> that you developed along the way. Yeah, I um, I caught the addiction of playing golf um, early, early in high school and mm-hmm. uh, was fortunate enough to be able to play college golf at Spring Hill College, which was, I mean, about as cool of an experience as you can get um, yep. as a college athlete. You know, you play golf and get a scholarship to do it. It's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. You have, um, so did you play on the high school team? I did. I played at Blessed Trinity High School. Okay. Okay, cool. More on that in a second. Uh, so, uh, and you earned a scholarship at Spring Hill. I did. Yep. That's big time academics at Spring Hill. That's a great school. Yeah, it, it was fantastic for you know, the listeners that aren't familiar. It's a really small liberal arts college down in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the size of Alfreda High School. Um, so I think when I was there, there was 1,400 undergrad. Uh, so it had a really cool small field, but the, the education I got there was fantastic. You know, one thing I'm interested in, Joe, is as a, a former college athlete, a, a college athlete in, in the so-called non-revenue sport, right? I mean, that's what the, the the way they like to put that. If it's not football, it's a non-revenue sport, right? Um, but talk about 
What's your perspective on NIL, the name, image, and likeness uh, for college athletes and how that might impact folks that are in non-revenue sports like you were? Well, it's it's definitely different because, you know, where football recruiting has been changed a lot and some of the other bigger sports, um, not so much in golf. So mm-hmm. we, as a sport, maintained a lot of the integrity that it originally had where, you know, it, it isn't as money driven as some other sports might be. So it, it hasn't really affected golf as much in those non-revenue sports. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, are you, do you think it's a good idea or what do you, what do you, what, what's your view on it? Um, not a good idea. I'm kind of indifferent on it. I, yeah. I can see both sides of the, of the tape where, you know, students that are needing the money can have the opportunity to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's also tough for, you know, the non-revenue guys that aren't getting paid um, yeah. that are doing you know, just as much work. So it, it, there's two sides to that coin, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's gray area and everything, right? Yeah. Um, so you, you got out of Spring Hill and you decided to, did you go directly into the investment advisory business or how'd that, how'd that happen? I did. That was my, my first you know, choice and career path was to get right into this. And so I was with another firm briefly before Raymond James, but same industry and Mm -hmm. I've loved it. And why this, this, uh, why the financial services industry? I mean, what, what brought you into this that really lights your fire? Yeah. I, so I originally went to college with the intention of potentially going to law school. And the more I I learned about that, the less I realized that was for me. Um, But I knew I wanted to do something that had an impact and that mattered. And I, I feel that what I do on a day-to-day basis and helping people clear up their financial picture, you know, really does make an impact. And so for me, it's easy to get out of bed in the morning and, um, you know, continue to chase that passion. Uh, Folks, we're chatting with Joe Moraz. Joe is a financial advisor with Raymond James. So, you know, I think, um, you've got to love though, the investment process, right? I mean, it's not just about working with people. You got to love that process too. So it's really both those things, right? I mean, and you've got to, you've got to balance your love for people with this technical ability to, uh, um, go through that investment process. Those, those are two different things, right? Definitely. That that's where the balance is difficult because I can kind of nerd out on, you know, the investments (laughs) and, and looking at charts and, you know, understanding the macro scene and then looking at a company's earnings per share and, you know, all these different factors that go into it. Um, but at the same time being personable enough to relay that to people who have jobs other than, you know, watching the financial markets. So, right. Right. And you've got to be able to, uh, explain, right. I mean, explain difficult concepts to people that aren't in it every day. Right. Mm Then talk about your, your, how you've developed that talent. Yeah, I, I think the more you learn about something and the you know the more research I've done, the easier it is to simplify it. And so what I try to do when I'm talking to my clients on our monthly calls and during challenging simple, you know, situations, just to make it as simple and as understandable as they can be, because you know any confusion can cause anxiety. And if I can erase that anxiety by just you know, keeping the message pretty direct and easy to understand, then I've done my job. Mm-hmm. And you talked about monthly calls. Is that your cadence for 
It is. Talking to, is that a formal call or is this just a, a check-in or how, t- talk about how that works for you? Yeah. So there, there is a little bit of structure, but I also try to you know, keep it true to myself and keep it informal and, um, you know, talk to them about just normal conversational things as well, like how they're doing, how their family's doing, if they're you know going on any trips and stuff like that. But I will always talk about, you know, the market scene and the macro and, then try to relate it back down to their portfolio and if we need to make changes and if we don't, but I like to keep that constant monthly communication piece because, you know, I, I kind of have a saying that I, I don't want my clients calling me. I want to be the one calling them. Now, how do you work with those folks to say, Hey Joe, I really don't want to talk about this every month. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> They're out there and, yeah. and we'll put them on a different schedule. And, and yeah. you know, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of my clients are really busy and they just, they don't have that time every month so we'll we'll put it on a quarterly basis or um, you know some people just want to do semi-annual reviews in Mm -hmm. person and spend more time that way but uh, just catering to what they need it's really important though to even though it may not be pleasant you may not it's not your skill set as a as a client of you as the investment advisor it's really important to have those check-in calls though right because life changes and your your objectives can change Oh yeah. It, it's just as important for me to be able to do my job as it is for them to understand what's going on. Because if, you know, if there's a major life change and I don't know about, then that, you know, can severely impact their plan. And I could be sitting there thinking, you know, they're on perfect track and nothing's changed when, you know, perhaps everything's changed. So, you know, staying up to date with where they're at, super important. Yeah. That's awesome. So you talked about communicating with clients in challenging times. How do you do that? It's, it's difficult, but just trying to understand you know, where they're coming from. Because like I talked about earlier, not everybody you know, spends the time every day that I do watching the markets and reading the research every morning and um, you know, understanding when they're concerned and being a human about it and not you know, just dismissing it as you know, something trivial because it isn't when you're, you know, it's a, a heavy burden sometimes to manage people's you know, whole life savings in many cases. And it's something I don't take lightly. So I want to understand what their concerns are and, and act accordingly if need be. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're chatting with Joe Moraz. Joe is financial advisor at Raymond James. So Joe, you um, are a young professional. To me, everybody's a young professional, but you, you, <laughs> call, you call yourself a young professional. Um, I want to give, I want you to give some advice. I mean, you're how many years out of college now? Three. Okay. So it gives some advice to, um, young professionals that are starting their career in, and, um, talk about what they should be thinking about. Um, not just in college, but as they get out and assess, Hey, am I on the right track? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say just be really open-minded about the opportunities that come to you because, you know, myself and so many of my friends, you know, we just wanted to get that job as soon as we got out of college. And, mm-hmm. and in many cases, it's not the right fit. So, you know, when you're out there searching for the job or searching for your career, be open-minded to the opportunities that come to you and, and you know, interview the companies that you're that are interviewing you in some sense because, you know, you get the interview and you're all nervous. But at the same time, you know, those companies – need to be applying for a job with you as well because you're ultimately you know representing them so making sure that you're working with companies that are an extension of your values and what you're looking for is important Mm. 
You have been very active in the North Fulton Chamber. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes back to being a local boy. I want our communities here to be the best they can be, and I I love supporting small businesses. It, you know, it's a part of my business in general. But you know, I come from you know, local small business owners on my mom's and dad's side, so um, just giving back when I can and and doing what I can to support local communities. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. Now you've got another little piece of community involvement that you do and it involves golf. So talk about that. <laughs> yes. I, um, I, this past season I started to be the assistant high school golf coach at blessed Trinity, which is my alma mater. And that's been super cool. It, it's definitely difficult to not have the club in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, cause golf's one of those sports, you know, where you tee off and you can't get pulled. If you're throwing a bad game, you kind of got it. It's completely in your hands and right. like, you got team members. You, there's nothing they can do to save you out there. Um, but when you're a coach, there's nothing you can do at all except hope your team's prepared when they get on the course. So it's it's been a difficult challenge for sure. I, you know, I get the the itch to be out there and play, but I love it. What what uh, how do you uh, how do you coach those young men? I guess it's young men. Do you coach the women's team as well, or just the men? Okay. So how do you coach those young men to um, because that really takes golf is a mental game. Well, all games are, I guess, in a way, but certainly golf is, right? Yeah. Um, I think that I'm sitting in this seat because I didn't do some things that could have possibly gotten me on the PGA Tour where I've seen some you know, some buddies of mine who have been on the PGA Tour and, and what they did on a day-to-day basis. So trying to pass on the knowledge that I've come through, you know, my own successes and my own failures onto you know, these younger guys, and some of them do have an opportunity to you know, play in college potentially and, and beyond. So just doing what I can to be a value add to their golf game, I guess. Do they listen to you? Or are you just um, now, are you now an old guy to them? Like some old guy, they don't care. About. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I am like a decade older than the younger guys. So they might think I'm an old guy and washed up, but um, most of the time, honestly, I, I've had good luck with our players. I think that since I've been down that road, they respect me a little bit for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they know I'm not just saying it to be, you know, some tough high school sports coach. I'm, you know, telling them it because I've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is a big time commitment for you, right? I mean, during the season, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, we, we have practice two or three times a week mixed with a, a match or tournament sometimes on the weekend. So it's a big time commitment, but you know, honestly, I'd be on a golf course either way. Okay. Well, I get, I get that. Uh, you're just following your love, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, t- I guess the, I understand the golf angle, but, um, how did all this happen? I mean, why, why did you pursue this, um, this, um, way of giving back the way you have? I've always wanted to get into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so my uncle has been a lacrosse coach up in Connecticut for, I mean, years. I don't know exactly how long, but his teams have won state championships and, and stuff like that. And he never had a kid on the team. And, um, you know, I, I know how much he's loved doing it. And he's been a big role model of mine. So I I figured I'd give it a shot. And, you know, I know they needed help um, after I left. The, you know, there were some coaching changes. And so mm. I reached out to the athletic director and told him I'd be interested in coming back to help. And I'm local. So I, it was perfect for me. That's cool. 
That's very nice. Uh, great work. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving back in that way. Um, so um, let's, as we wrap up here, let's uh, give folks some parting thoughts on what folks need to know about Joe Moraz that I haven't asked. I guess that, you know, I'm not your typical ivory tower financial advisor. I'm a, I'm a local guy and I, you know, I like to be communicative with my clients and, you know, no matter if you have $10 or $10 billion, I'm, you know, I pride myself on treating people the same way. And, um, that's something that I, I take very seriously and I love what I do. That's awesome. Now, um, Joe, you've got to, we've got to give folks some disclosure. We hadn't even gotten anywhere close to talking about <laughs> bad things like investments, which we, we don't really want to talk about. And seriously, folks, you need to like see your own financial advisor and get your own financial advice, but we hadn't even gone there. Right. So right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just, we're just profiling you, but read the disclosure you need to read. Raymond James and Associates Incorporated, member of the New York Stock Exchange, SIPC. All opinions are those of the speaker and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. I want to get my golf tips from you anyway. I don't want to listen to Raymond James. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, if if you need some investment help and you need some great golf tips along the way, talk to Joe, right? So let's get some guidance here on where they can find you folks uh joe yeah i can be reached at raymondjames.com slash joe Moraz or um best ways by phone at 678-566-2517 joe Moraz, folks financial advisor with raymond james and assistant golf coach at blessed trinity thank you so much for the work you do joe we appreciate you yeah thank you for having me this was a blast absolutely Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. So you're looking for a great place to do a team-building activity, but suddenly you think of broken ankles and mosquito bites, and you really don't want to do that. Well, here's the suggestion for you. ANS Culinary Concepts, yes, they're a culinary studio. They're award-winning. They do corporate catering, um, but they've got a corporate team-building activity that is a lot of fun. And it does not involve broken ankles and mosquito bites. Um, You get to uh, cook your food under the guidance of executive chef Andrew Traub and his team and have a lot of fun doing that. Then you sit down and eat what you cooked and enjoy each other while you're doing that. Doesn't that that sound like fun? Well, if you want to know more, go to asculinaryconcepts.com or call 678-336-9100. Nine six and Andrew Traub, he can tell you more about his beautiful facility in Johns Creek. And folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. You can find the show by searching North Fulton Business Radio on your favorite podcast app. We would love it if you would subscribe and um, give us a great rating if you are uh, haven't already done that. Um, it's not about us. It's not about Business Radio X, it's about our great guest. We want the show to be found so we can celebrate the work of business leaders like Joe and the other great folks we've had on this show for the past 500 plus episodes. I love saying that. (laughs) So uh, we've been around that long. So if you could help us help others find the show, we would appreciate that. So for my guest, Joe Moraz, I'm John Ray. 
Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.